Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. Episode 52, boys. We're here. One year. One full year of doing this. We've done... Now, here's the crazy part, because a lot of people will record podcasts and they'll record 10, 15, 20, 30 at a time and then put, you know, not 30 at a time, but, you know, they'll they'll record four or five at a time and then they'll record them all through the week or whatever and then put them out once a week. We literally, every single Wednesday for the last 52 weeks, have 52 been weeks. here. Happy birthday to us. Tu tienes un año. La Help My Unbelief podcast. Un año. And... I have no languages to say happy birthday in is except English. Tengo, tengo un sorpresa por ustedes. Por este año vamos a hacer este podcast en español. Wow. I think he said <laughs> we're doing, uh, we're, we're going to do, we're taping in, in Spanish. I said I have a surprise for you guys. For the next year, we're going to be doing this show in Spanish. You mean you are going hey, to no, when, we when we call Kevin, just go ahead. Te voy a comprar algo que se llama Rosetta Stone, and then you can do it with me. No. <laughs> I heard the Rosetta Stone, and I understood they do it with me. Or that one thing, Muggsy. What was All that, right. Muggsy? Whenever uh, I was a kid, there was something called Muggsy that they would sell teaching people languages. Say, je la chouvi. It was, and it was Laura. French. <laughs> Muggsy, dude. What? Duolingo. Duolingo, yeah. That means two languages. Yep. Okay, so. I'm hearing you. We've got a couple things. So episode 52, this is going to be a special episode. What Very what much. this episode's going to be is we're not having any guests on. We may call a few people to talk to some of our old guests, just people that we talk. I talk to a lot of the old guests, but we're going to call a few in particular that we talk to um, still and just talk to them for a few minutes, um, all that stuff. And then we're just really, we're going to talk about because you guys don't really get to hear what this show has been to us. Like we always, we always focus on the guests and stuff like that. And we want to talk about our experiences with the guests and how it's been for us for the last year. And we'll probably do this every year. Um, we'll do this every single year where we'll talk about the last year's guests and have a special. Um, and so, um, but I want to, if, I know because the camera angles are usually a little tight. You can't see this, but we're going to flip to our camera angle that you don't get to see very often. But right now, Larry has every single visor that he has ever wore in the last year sitting on this table right now. 52 all visors. 52 of them. Yeah. All of them right here. Now, this one's, uh, this one's okay, but that one's special to me. <laughs> yeah, he likes to help my unbelief podcast, but here's here's my favorite. This one has my face on it. Point it to the camera. This one? The other camera, the your other camera. camera. Other camera. That one. Your camera. There you go. That one has my face yeah. on it, and I'm a handsome son of a gun. See right how they there. look alike? Yep. They're wearing the same hat. And He's wearing the same hat, and I've got 52 visors here. So before including we including this one, before and, we started the show, I saw I, you like peeling something off with a knife. What was that? Yeah, this one's this one's uh back when I was a, a rider and you know all that. I would find the visors like this one says what 
What does it say? GTL? GTL. Yeah, God told Larry. God told Larry. Yeah, but... God told Larry. Um, I would find things, and then I would buy a patch, and, and if I could find a patch to fit it, I would... I'd put it. I'd sew it on myself. I. Oh, I you sew. sewed that yeah. patch on yourself? Yeah, I sewed it on myself. Actually, this particular one, I had. I paid a guy to sew it on at the at the bike show, and he did such a lousy job. I cut it off and sewed it on myself. Well, you obviously didn't take it to uh, Papa's. Papa's leather? leather leather barn because they sew things on right there. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Well, What's well, Papa's Leather Barn? Uh, it's, a, it's a biker hang. Um, it's biker clothing and stuff. Uh, I've been over there a lot of times. I've never had them. But, see, here's the thing. I won't wear something like this anymore. Turn it around. I won't wear oh. anything like this anymore. It's got skulls on it for those yeah, that it's are got listening. Skulls. Hold it up again, Larry, to that camera. That camera. That camera? Yeah, it's got skulls on it. Yeah. All right. Um, because, like my shirt says... I'm not the man I ought to be, but, and then I'd have to get up and show you the back. What's the back say? I didn't know there was a back to it. Yeah, there was a back to it. What's it say? I'm not the man that I ought to be, but I'm not the man that I was. But thank God I'm not the man that I was. Yeah, thank God I'm not the man I was. There you go. I've, in my life, since, since I've given my heart to the Lord, I've changed tremendously. Yeah. Um, Everything, when you change your focus, I mean, completely, everything changes about you. And some of these things, you know, like the Harley, I don't have a Harley anymore. I don't even ride, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to throw away a perfectly good You don't think Harley's that. a bad company, though. But, but there's a lot of, no, and I don't think that has to do anything really, in all honesty, with your spirituality. But at the same time, it's uh, it's one of those things that I I had placed in my life before God. Yeah. Even even when I was coming to church, you know, it was it was still I was focused on the bike. Even yeah. when I rode with the church riders, and I'm not saying you can't. It just God needed me to focus completely on Him, and He stripped away a lot of the stuff that I had play highly valued. Yeah. I mean, when everything about you says Harley, you know, your yeah. glasses say Harley, your, your, uh, shirt say Harley, your, your pants say Harley, everything says Harley. I, I've branded myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for something worldly. Now everything you says God on there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I try. That's good, man. Um, I do it on purpose uh, because this, this is the conversation starter. You know, I mean, they they may not all, but I do see people looking at them, and when they look and then they read, I get a lot of, hey, man, I like that. Get to talk to them. Or what does that mean? I get to talk to them. It's just a way of opening up a conversation with them. Yeah. I wanted to talk to Mark for a second about something like, one of my favorite moments on this show the last year, by the way, was me and Mark didn't really know each other. Like, me and Mark have only met, we met each other here in this room. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, so, true. like, Mark just came in. Um, Larry had called Mark, um, and because I'm relatively inexperienced in the whole aspect of, like, production, 
you know, but I'm experienced in like podcasting, but as far as production stuff like that. And so Larry had called Mark. Um, they had been friends before they go to a Bible study together still to this day at um, Victory Church. Yep. And he called Mark and and I guess Mark was just like, well, I guess I'll stop by and while you guys are shooting one of your episodes, which it was like in the very beginning, it was like episode four or five or something like that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like in the very beginning. Uh, um, were you here for Kevin? Were you here for Bo? Larry, I couldn't re- recall what I did last week. I know. Brain's damaged, I know he was here. Yeah, I think I was here. I was here for Bo. Okay, if you were yeah. here for Bo, then Kevin was the next week. I know he was here by episode eight. I know that. I know that because that's where I'm, I'm going to go to here in a minute. Um, so Was it episode eight? No. A bow was episode four. No, I'm talking about what's coming up. Oh, yeah. It was episode. It was, had to do with episode eight. Um, so what was crazy about this is it, Mark was like, okay, um, how about I just stop by for a second and, and I'll stop in in the show and see if I can give some tips. And you did. And then um, and the next thing you know, he's coming every week and says, hey, I feel God led me to, to be here with you guys. And I was like, okay, cool. And which um, at the time it was like, well, that's crazy. We're getting like a, I didn't even know, you didn't tell me that you pr- produced for like, NB- like I thought it was something you did back in the day. Right. And I didn't know you had still done like production for these big name companies and stuff like that. I found that out later. It was just all been so kind of fast for me. You know, and then um, I started kind of learning more about you because really when me and Larry decided to start this thing, we talked about having atheists on like atheists and agnostic. And we were going in the direction of like a Christian apologetics podcast. I was reading Christian apologetics books and we were going in that direction. We were just going to we were just going to approach Christian apologetics differently. And I had a conversation with God. I said, God, this isn't me. Right. I can't do this. I made me sick to my stomach. I I didn't enjoy it. And it's just, that's not in my personality at all. And that's when God said, do it Zach's way. You know, do it Zach's way. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't discuss it with you guys or anything whenever witches and Satanists and stuff like that started pop on, popping on. And one of my, it's not one of my favorite moments, but one of the moments where I kind of learned a little bit about you whenever I, I said we were going to have a Lucifer, Luciferian on the show. Mm-hmm. And you, I remember you were walking right there in this very room. You were walking this way, and you stopped dead in your tracks, and you turned around and looked at me, and you were like, excuse me? <laughs> and I thought Mark was done right, right there. I thought you were going to walk out. But you, you had been down that path before. You'd come close to sure, that sure, before, yeah. and you had experiences that you had to dig yourself out of that. Right. And a part of you, why? What was that look for? That's what I wanted to ask that well, day. A little bit about your about your history, because that's something that we haven't got a lot of in the last year. What, what was that look for? Well, man, it was like multi layered because you know I've read the Satanic Bible. Um, I've practiced witchcraft when I was in my twenties. Practiced casting spells on people. Um, practiced some of their blessings, you know, made summoning pentagrams, did all that stuff. I was raised really um, fundamental Christian, very, very conservative Christian. And um, 
That's what's so weird about this podcast. That reaction, and I wanted to go more into what this podcast has done for me, but that reaction was twofold. It was one of been there, done that, that's empty, you know, but then also the way I was upbringing. But then to the depths that I've got to, the loss of control with with some substance abuse in my life, just so many things spinning out of control and the multi-year effort to bring myself up out of that darkness. Um, one of the big parts of that was deliverance. Yeah. And deliverance talks about, they're very heavy into um, spiritual oppression and how we can open gates. And, you know, it was there that I learned that the music of my youth was, I was singing spells over myself. Um, not to mention cooperating in the very religion, you know, the hidden occult, the the religion of Satan. And um, so I have gone through a big, long process of putting all of that, walking away from it years ago. I mean, decades ago. Um, but then just lately over the last probably 10 to 12 years of really putting up boundaries, really strong boundaries about what goes into my eyes, what goes into my ears. The Bible says, by beholding, we become changed. I, I absolutely live that. Yeah. I know that by beholding, we become changed. So anyway, I don't listen to the, the 80s higher music I used to yeah. sing those songs. I can't even hardly watch much secular television anymore because it's rife with demonic imagery. And so when you said that, it my spirit said, protect do you, do you like, remember what jump. you like? I could tell you were like borderline upset, like right. almost mad. I could tell you were almost mad. And I remember you asked me a question and I knew that I was either going to, my response that you were either going to be gone or you were going to be here mm-hmm. after that. You said, you said, what's the goal here? Right. You said, what are we doing? Like, right. is this, you wanted to know if this was me putting on, crazy like jerry springer type stuff right or you wanted to know what the goal was i said listen i really feel like these people deserve to be reached out to i nobody else is doing it nobody's trying to reach these people everybody's scared of them i am too i am too it scares me too i don't like it either but god's kind of leading me in this direction inadvertently it wasn't something that i was exactly go listen Go listen to how I talked in the first couple episodes. Like, I was, like, talking about talking to hookers, prostitutes, like, all these people. But you can listen to me. Like, I did not plan for us to be talking to witches, Satanists, and all this group of people either. This is... We thought we were going to talk to the lost. Yeah. Not the oppressed. The... Oh. Yeah, but that's what it felt like to me is, okay, so we're going to open our ears to the enemy camp. Yeah. And yep. what it's turned out to be is something completely different than that. No, I, none I, of us could see where it was going. My, yeah. my heart is so wide open with empathy towards these folk. Um, and also a sense of kindredship and fellowship with them, brotherhood. I mean, I can't right? come into alignment with their beliefs, but I can relate because almost 90% of them are church hurt like I was, um, children of God, lost souls. And yeah. and religion, the systemic religious system was the one that drove them out. And then 
you know, there's other reasons why they stay out. Um, for me, I had to do a lot with pride and arrogance that I had to work on my, on myself and becoming right-sized again. And, and then a true relationship with God by reading his word and not list, not a one-on-one relationship with him, you know? Yeah. But it's been like therapy for me. Yeah. This, it's really opened my eyes to, to, and that's why I relate to so many of them. Cause I was like, I remember that. I don't judge you for that. I remember yeah. that. I remember thinking those exact same things. Yeah. You know, and saying Cause the world wants you to believe and which I believe, I believe that Satan has a hand in that to where, I mean, I, cause I remember that first episode in episode eight, when we had with Dan and I've talked about this in other podcasts that I've done, but I don't know if I've ever talked about this here, but I was tripping out. Well, yeah, I did talk about it here because at the end of that show, I seriously was thinking about not Wouldn't. doing this yeah. anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I was Well, when he, I remember every by, one of y'all, you know, the looks on your faces, and even you mentioned that the air went out of the room. When he did when, that when candle, he, when he yeah. did the candle ritual. Well, and if you guys, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but I think the guys in here know this. But if you'll go back and watch the video real closely, um, someone, I think someone in here gave me um, a bookmark. A Larry gave me a bookmark with the um, with the armor of God Bible verse on yeah. it. And when he started doing that like ritual thing, I grabbed it and I put it under my shirt. Wow. I was so spooked during that. I put that Bible verse while he started. I was so freaked out and scared. And I was so nervous that I put that, um, that bookmark under my, under my shirt. Wow. And I'll tell you this, and I'll go into a little bit how, how this show how makes me feel. I still feel that uncomfortable every time people ask me, people always ask me in church here, they'll ask me in DMS and stuff like that. They'll be like, man, you're always fidgeting with something. You're chewing a million pieces of gum. You're always swiping stuff that's not there off the table. Oh, really? They're like, Who's man. Telling, really? Yeah. Yeah, I hear that quite a bit. I just oh. heard it just now again. Just now I heard it. Um, oh. But people always say that. They're like, man, you chew a bunch of gum. Or, man, you're really picking at stuff and pushing stuff off the table a lot and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm uncomfortable. This makes me uncomfortable. Mm. You know, like I get... This show makes me uncomfortable, man, because we're literally facing adversity every single week that well, we come on here. It's apostasy, and it's hard as growing up Christian. You know, in my head, it's like you got to correct this. You got to you got to correct your brother. You got to pull him back into alignment with the one true God, and <laughs> and we've done ourselves a, a catch twenty two. Uh, um, that's what God and the Bible tells me to do. That's my job. Yet our podcast charter says that's not what we do. Yeah. Um, so you have to fight against that. And then I think that's where this whole idea of why are we doing this comes back into play again, because I'm, I, I like, you know, from what was pounded in me growing up, um, it's like, I'm coming into alignment and agreement with them. But what I've realized over these podcasts is, no, I'm not. We're being kind to them, and we're giving, and we're validating their feelings. Yeah, their feelings are valid. Tamra, Anybody would have those kinds of feelings that have gone through what some of these people yeah. have gone through. Tamra sent a message to Eric the other day, and Eric sent it to you mean me tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, sorry. 
And she said to uh, Eric told her that how we treated him and how we listened and just so our kindness and empathy um, was he got more out of that than any Bible verse he had ever read or anything else like that, which we're definitely not putting ourselves above the Bible. I want to make that clear. And then Tamara said that around the same lines that um, how we showed her love and that everybody cried in here said that no preachers ever showed her that kind of kindness and empathy before in her life. So whether we are or aren't doing um, anything to bring, because I've been completely honest on here. I'm not trying to be sly, slick, or undercover. This The goal of this podcast is to get people to know Jesus, the real Jesus, not me, not Zach, not Larry, not Mark, but Jesus, right? right. That's the goal of the show. Um, I'm not being slick or sly about it, but I just think the way that Christians are going about it, it's like, you're either going to believe now or I'm going to call you a lost sheep and that you're have fun in hell and I'm walking that way. Mm. And that's just not the way it's working anymore. It's not the way it's working. If you want, if you want people to listen to what you have to say, gotta, then you have to listen to them. Got to listen to what they've got to say. And that's what we're doing. And I think that's what we're doing is we're listening to people. And then whenever I ask you to listen to us, then I've already have hours of proof that you can go back to that I'm willing to listen to you. And we've all done that. We've all sit here closed-lipped and listened to a lot of things that made us uncomfortable in order for maybe they would listen to us. We're not asking you to convert. We're not asking you to do anything else. We're just asking you to listen. That's it, right? All right. I think it's important to also remember that we have been strengthened in the word. Um, we have a lot of, of uh, fan base from the church that's a little bit older. And some of them came with, to us with a few concerns. And I remember when you were a little dark for a while. Me? Mm-hmm. When you were in those rooms listening to and, and trying to find guests and and. Oh you, yeah, you you kept talking about the oppression that you felt. I still do, it. and I it, still go through that sometimes. But it is, I think, in the beginning, I don't think your armor was was actually strong enough. I don't. I think that if God would not have uh, protected you in those particular instances, you probably would have bailed already. Yeah, you know, um, I'm saying that because as we grow in this podcast uh and with the number of people that we've talked with given all the different circumstances um we're finding that we it's important for us to put on our armor every day yeah it's important that we are the influencers in the world and not the ones being influenced yeah and i i believe that that's a very important wherever we are in our walk yeah our, our strength isn't in ourself our yeah. strength is in god that's the thing man is i still i still have to watch because i still communicate with a lot of creators that create content that are anti what we believe in and i still go down these roads like it's very hard very very hard doing what i do like it's 
I still feel very uncomfortable sometimes, man. Like I, I, I see too much sometimes. Um, and I see too much and I start questioning God. Like I was talking to Steven yesterday on the phone and nobody can convince me God's not real. That's for sure. That, that could never happen. But what these, um, what atheists are doing now is trying to convince me that God's not good, you know? And then that's what starts to bother me is like, they'll plant that seed that God's not good. And then I'll see a woman with cancer on the internet begging, begging God for her life. And then next thing you know, she's dead or whatever. And it's just like, I'm like, it just, and then the whole idea of hell bothers me. Like we're, I've never been in a battle that I've been in. That's what the battle itself. And I know Nero messaged me and that we'll keep that message between me and Nero. But, um, the battle itself makes me realize how real God is and how, where I'm on the right track. Cause I feel like I could do anything else besides what I'm doing and whatever, whatever it was would leave me alone. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I'll answer your question here. Nero, I won't reveal the question. Okay, hold on. I will. I, th- I don't think you'd have a problem with it. So I'm going to reveal the question here. N- Nero sent me a message the other day, and I will answer it. I'll, uh, Nero said, hey, and Nero said, I'm not trying to convert you or anything. I just want to throw this at you. He said, you always talk about this thing that's pulling you in the other direction, right? And you said that whatever it is, if you feel like if it left you alone, that you would feel peace. He said, what makes you think, what makes you think that that thing that's telling you to do that doesn't have your best interest in mind? And I'll tell you this, everybody's so quick to call God a narcissist, but God is gentle and he's patient and he's waiting, right? Mm -hmm. A narcissist is something that would leave you alone once they got what they want. Mm-hmm. They pick on you and pick on you and pick on you until you break, and then you finally break, and then they leave you alone. That sounds like a narcissist to me. Right. And I'll tell you this, Satan, you're going to have to kill me. That's it. I had a my wife uh, for a period of time before she went to uh, needed deliverance and spiritual intervention. She had these dreams every single night that this entity was grabbing her and trying to pull her off the bed. And she'd wake up screaming over and over and over again. And at the very end, it started telling her it would be much easier if you would just give up. And so it would. Yeah. Because (laughs) then he's got you and you know, heck man, you know, at that point you might start making millions and you could be happy on this earth and get, get all the reward of this earth, you know, I mean, that's when he leaves you alone is when he's got you, you know, it's the ones that, that, that God has that absolutely infuriate and drive Satan out of his ever loving mind. Yeah. And if you just start to kind of dive into a relationship with God and you start communicating with him, and this is even like outside the Bible or anything, but you need to bring the Bible in to have a relationship with God. I want to make that clear, but you start praying with God and stuff like that. You can understand that the character of God is patient, is kind, um, all the qualities of what love is described in the Bible. 
waiting for you. You can mess up a hundred times and he's not going to throw it in your face. He's just says that for as far as from the East and the West, he's going to forgive and forget what you did. Like he won't remember. And I believe that that's literal. Like he's going to forget how many, how many times has someone screwed you over that you literally forgot about it? Never, Mm -hmm. never, especially if it was bad enough, you might forgive and be like, I forgive you. But I forget. Keeping my eye on you. But I'll remember this forever. And if you get a flat tire, I'm going to be happy about it. But God literally forgets, literally forgets it. And for me, for me, that's what I'll, I'll answer that question, Nero, with that is that I feel like whatever this is that's talking to me and telling me to quit this, I, if I, if I, quit doing what I was doing right now, it would leave me alone. And that's not a good thing. That's what a narcissist would do. Yeah. I I can answer Nero. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. I bowed to that and gave up and went totally that direction. And, uh, that sucked. (laughs) So (laughs) that day, anyway, (laughs) that day after you heard Dan, that first Satanist, and then we kind of went into the witchcraft and stuff. And then by, by the time Jess was here, um, Jess, which is a lot of people's favorite guest. And I did, I, I did talk to Jess and see if she wanted to come on and talk to us today, but, um, I'm not going to reveal kind of like, but Jess is going through some things right now. And she said prayers would be welcome for what she's going through, but Jess is not going to be coming on today. Um, so let's all wish Jess well, um, and she needs prayers, but by, by Jess, you were like, that's really brought our humanity into seeing, um, to seeing what, like, we, we tied someone that we l- actually love to witchcraft. What did that, what did Jess's episode do for you as a human being and experiencing, like, witches, Larry? What would that do for you? That would be the prob more than likely, n- as a known witch, I, that would be the closest one I ever got to. Yeah. You know, I, I found out later on, that there have been a few people in my life that did the witchcraft stuff on the side. Oh, you found I didn't it? Know like, about it? You found out after you talked to Jess. You found out somebody. Well, I suspected, but I got I got some answers. Well, that's cool. They felt comfortable enough to come and tell no, you. No, they didn't. It came out of me from a different angle. Oh, Just verification. Gotcha. Okay, verification came. But I mean, in all all honesty, you know, I I have the. I have the church mentality. I was raised in church. I that was a, a definite no, and I wouldn't even have considered doing something like that. The church you were raised in, it um, it wouldn't have tolerated witches coming in to the oh, church. Dude, you're talking about Pentecostal, no? Heck no. Well, we're but, <laughs> Steve, no. We're and Pentecostal. You're about the 60s and 70s, no. Right. We're Pentecostal. We're considered Pentecostal. This church and. One of the most uncomfortable times in my entire life was when Jess, the witch, she's a pagan witch, and she's from like episode nine or something. I can't remember. Um, Maybe 14. I can't remember. Maybe that, and I'll find out real quick. Here, I'll tell you. I, I know where it's at on your phone, too. Hold on. Um, But Jess, actually, she came to church here. Um, and just like us, we always have our, well, I don't have it out today, but we always have our Christian necklaces out. Mm-hmm. As so, when Jess came to church here, Larry was here too. Larry Autry. Oh, welcome back, Larry Autry. He's our spiritual advisor. He's normally, he's normally, um, 
in the back, doesn't hear from him, but he hadn't been here in a couple of weeks. He went through something, and we got him back now. So welcome back, Larry Autry. Yeah, um, praise the Lord. But Larry Autry met her too, but Jess came to our church um, pentagram wielding one? her pentagram necklace. Oh. And um, that was back in the early days whenever I really felt like these – almost felt like our, our guests are like my kids almost in a weird way. Um, and a lot of them are older than me. I get that, but they're like my, they're like my babies, you know what I mean? I want to protect them and I want to keep them in this little bubble and make sure, make sure everybody treats them right and stuff like that. And yeah, she kind of was like a little sister to me as many times as we talked, yeah. getting, getting set up for the show. And she came, she came in here and I was in the back um, directing and whenever I came out in between services she was standing out in the lobby and me and her were talking I look over and I see Pastor Kevin Pastor Kevin darts his eyes over which Larry had already already warned him that she was coming and it's not that I didn't trust Pastor Kevin because I, I do like Pastor Kevin I didn't warn him I informed him yeah but Pastor Kevin had um has told stories about going into satanic temples before and converting a guy right there on the spot. So he, he has far more experience in this and than me. But I remember he looked over and he saw, put his eyes on Jess and I was like, Oh no, he's coming over here. And Jess turned around. Cause Jess is pretty strong willed young lady as well. She turned around kind of crossed her arms and looked at him. She's like, come on. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and I just remember going, <laughs> And they came over and they talked for a minute. I just held my breath the whole time and I turned to purple. But did you hear them? Huh? Did you hear them? They're both. It was so strange. It's, it was so strange. Here's all I'll explain it. Because Pastor Kevin got so close. I've never seen him get that close to somebody. He got like in her personal space. And I could feel their spirits battling. Mm. Like I felt him being like, I know. And then her spirit being like, I know. And it was just like, it was very tense. Mm. It was a very tense situation. Like, Pastor Kevin was not afraid, and Jess was not afraid. Right. And they both just kind of stood toe-to-toe with each other. And it was just an interesting experience. It was interesting. Mm. But say that in the, in the truth way. In the truth way, that's what you saw. But but in truthful, Kevin was being his friendly, disarming. He, no, he was so sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, he was because so sweet. Because he welcomes everybody here. Yeah. Regardless of what their past is. Yeah, but there was body language going on that nobody nobody else could probably see, but I was watching very but closely. She already had her, her radar up, you yeah. know, because this was not her environment, so she was already on well, be guard. Like, it was like yeah. me walking into a bar, a witchcraft or a satanic ritual. Yeah. With my I would never walk into one. Oh, as, far as, <laughs> as far as what he said. I could said, feel it in a bar, you know right. what I mean? Because that's where my demons were. Yeah. Know? As far as what he said, though, like he was so poised and cool and calm, collected. Like um, he was just saying like he didn't bring up witchcraft or pagan or nothing. Like he just he just stood there and just. Told her, I'm glad you're here, you know, where where are you from, Arizona? Oh, Arizona, cool. Oh, I have a buddy that went, you know, and he was just bringing up small talk. Small, mm-hmm. small talk. But their body language and everything else, there was something else going on in the spiritual realm. And it was Oh, yeah, just, I'm sure there was something going on yeah. in the spiritual realm. Yeah, and it was just kind of cool to watch. They Probably it, the Archangel Michael standing there with our pastor going, yeah, this you go <laughs> no further to the other demons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were probably very enraged about it. I got all kinds of things I can see in my head going on there that none of us could see. Jess was episode 10? 
No, Allie. That's Allie was episode yeah, two. Allie and, was ten. Uh, he, she was right before Eric. Episode fourteen. Yeah. God, I was bad at thumbnails back just, then. Yes, yes. Just that was kind of the tipping point for me. Thinking, okay, um, I'm. My heart is starting to open, and I'm starting to understand. There's. I, we're not coming into alignment like with this, what we're, this is a hospital man. And the patients that are coming in think that we're the problem um, because of their past experiences. They're looking through distorted lenses and that's just, like I said, again, causes me just to feel a lot of desire for them to know Jesus instead of the construct of religion construct of religion has hurt so many people when god comes there you know he's jesus talked about it specifically on that day many of you will say was it raka or lord lord and and i will say oh we threw out demons in your name we hear people in your name and and i'll say depart from me i i don't know who you are yeah there's going to be a lot of the people that set up the construct of religion to instead of saving souls to control and manipulate people just like politics um that are gonna pay a heavy price for that yeah and we we see some of the fallout yeah that's what like you you just get them to the dance you can't make people dance but you can just you got to get them there how many other christian podcasts are getting people to listen to christian um Christian media, because that's what we do. We talk about Christian media. How many times have we gotten somebody that, that was on the fence to believe or didn't believe to come to church? Quite a few. Jess is going to her own church. She's come to our church. Um, even Coco's talking about coming to church. Now, if they don't convert, then that that's why I was telling, I can't, I was, maybe I was having this conversation privately, but like one of my goals isn't to convert people because I'm a very, I'm a very goal oriented person. And guys, let's be honest. Our um, ratio isn't very good right now <laughs> of people that we're talking to. You know what I mean? If that was one of my primary goals, I'd walk around feeling like a failure all the time. You know what I mean? You can get people, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Or you can get them to the dance, but you can't make them dance. Right? I think we're getting people to the dance. Without proper training, you can't get a horse to dance anyway. Oh, Really? I don't know. Yeah, I bet I could if I kicked him hard enough. I don't know. What's that parable of the seed sower? Yeah, you know the parable is some some seeds were thrown. Our our job is just to throw the seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, God's job is to loosen the ground. Yeah, yep. But you know, and the water later. The thing is with the people that we're talking to, though, because of what they've been through and the trauma that they've been through. They're hard soil. Even if right. even if you do plant a seed and they go, you know what, man, I might give this. I'm thinking about maybe possibly giving this another shot or looking into it, you know. There's so many hoops that they've got to go through because a lot of them. How come you think that? Huh? Yeah, you say that, but, you know. That's religious. Yeah, they call they call rock bottoms. And like I said, I get a lot of stuff from recovery. I got a lot of that um, that helped me back to God. Um, rock bottoms are the place where you just get to the point where you're like, um, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to try anything where before I wasn't. They, 
people's rock bottoms are different. And, you know, God, God will supply if he wants us, if we've planted the seed and it's his will, you know, that this person come to him, the right impetus will happen. But also we talk about the rock bottom too. And I'll say this, man, a lot of them seem to be happy. Right. And I believe them. At so, this point, yeah. So I, I was happy in the bar. Yeah. Because okay, now, we started I really, this. I really wasn't happy because I, I, I didn't have happiness. I had anger, but I had lesser degrees of anger while I was in the bar. You were properly for, tranquilized. For a while. You were properly yeah. tranquilized. I was properly medicated and then yeah. stopped yeah, working. I, yeah. If I was Eventually drunk, if it I was drunk and I had working. a pull stick in my hand, yeah. But that's happy. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think a rock bottom's coming for coming for these people they seem happy you see what i'm saying like right. maybe that's a, a that's why I, I that's why i view this differently than like someone that's like a drug addict or somebody that's spiraling out of control or searching you know it's i look at this differently mm. like they're i i have no reason not to believe them that they're not happy the people that we talk to i'm sure i'm sure a couple of them are maybe full of crap mm-hmm. right because i mean Chances of just law in general is, I mean, you get 10 people in a room, there's going to be one of them that's I mean, there's full of a, crap. But Yeah, but there's a whole lot of difference between happy and joyful. Joyful comes from the Lord. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay. hopefully someday I will. Joyful is what makes me on Sunday morning just energized yeah. and, yeah. And, and, and happy to see people and you don't understand. I don't, I didn't like people. I didn't have, you know, if, if I would have stayed in the same mindset that I was, I'd come in, I'd be that guy that'd come in, listen to the sermon, come in just after the praise and worship, listen to the sermon and then slip out during benediction. So I didn't have to say anything to anybody. And if anybody said anything to me, I'd be, "Eh, hi. Mm. Was it because you were nervous, or you just nervous. Didn't, like no, didn't like people? Nervous, dude. Have <laughs> you, you, know, you never seen anything <laughs> about me being nervous, brother? Well, I don't know. I that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't apparently no, I, don't know know who you were then. I have been so nervous that my hair is wet and my armpits are literally like they got faucets on both sides, and my socks are wet because it's running down all the way down, and you would never know that. Oh, you could hide it. You could hide it well. I didn't have an option. I mean, I was a terrified. I was a terrified little rabbit in a in a lion's body. Yeah. Okay. A, me- a megalomaniac with an inferiority complex. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I know. Oxymoron walking right there. Okay. I want to do know. something real quick. I want to call your. I want to call your brother. Did he send us a text? Um. I have calls at three and four. We can catch up later. Oh, he said he was free, but then we missed it. He has calls at three and four, so what we time missed is it. it. Right now, two fifty-three. <laughs> I wonder if we can. I wonder if we could just call him for a couple minutes. You you want to try it? Yeah, I'll do it anyway. Don't listen. <laughs> Don't listen to what he. What are you doing? Just hit, hit his name. This is Kevin. This is Kevin from... If we can get him to answer real quick. Kate, okay, start singing Happy Birthday with me real quick. Kevin from episode five. He said he... 
You've overrun the last boundary with this man, Larry. He's had it. He's looking at his phone going, I told him. Three o'clock. I'm not answering. <laughs> well, we're six minutes early. Oh, yeah. Right. He's, when is Larry called and it right, well, we tried. made a six-minute phone right, call? That's right. what he's thinking. <laughs> then, uh, I, I have, no, I have called him and said, hey, man, this is happening. Okay, hey. Oh. Yeah, no, man, he's my brother. Right. I'm not talking to him long. Right. Yeah. He said all there is to say a long time ago. Now, I will <laughs> drag a conversation when I start feeling my kids get a little uncomfortable about things. And I, my, my, grand, my oldest granddaughter doesn't really talk. She is, like, super quiet, super shy, so not me, you know. That's how Kinsley is when she's talking to, like, my parents yeah. and stuff. She's like, hi. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. How's school? Great. Got to ask questions to get the crappy answers, right? Yeah. And the other day, instead of calling her mom's phone, I say the other day, and my wife will remind me that the other day to you is, you know, six, That's months, how I six am. months ago. That could have been three months ago, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Um Anyway, I called her, and I was like, she answered her mom's phone, I think it was. And I guess her mom was busy driving or something. So we just started talking, and she actually talked to me, like had a conversation. My mind was blown. I got off the phone, and I'm looking at it going, wow. You know? I mean, like, like really, wow. I mean, she's 16, but still, you know, she's that's the most I've ever talked to her at one time, even if I was in the room with her. Oh, here he is, Kevin. Kevin Barnard. Kevin. Because uh, I sent you that note, so well, I got, I got we, five minutes. <laughs> we apologize, sir, but hey, are you ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kevin. 60 years old today. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, old man. Definitely an old man now. Yeah, yeah. and you're my younger brother. Think that through. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're doing our year your birthday uh, lined up with our year birthday. How about that? Oh, really? Yeah, wow. this is, it's been one year today that we've been doing this podcast, and you were on episode five way back in yeah. the beginning. And uh, I wow. just, I just wanted to say thank you so very much for for uh, coming on. How's life? Yeah, how's well, life been, Kevin? For the last year, how's life been for you? What What new has it's happened? Been very busy. When you get up in years, you know, time goes by really quickly. And then you're, you're like, oh, my goodness, is it already 2020? You know, no, no, you're almost done with 2023. Yeah. You just, <laughs> it's just too fast. Yep. Larry wants to know if you've con converted to Christianity yet. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but um, yeah. certainly, uh, certainly um, trying to live the, the life I'm supposed to. So. There you go. There you go, man. It's yep. good. It's good talking to you for sure, and hearing yeah, your voice. Unfortunately, we won't yeah. keep you because we know you got another call coming in. And you have you got the notification on the family Christmas party? No, I was going to ask you about that. December nine. Um, and I thought you were going to give me a call about uh, Aunt Vera, not Vera, but Aunt um, Laverne. I, I heard right. About yeah, that yeah. We had a loss in our family. Oh no. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you say the date was again? Ninth. December ninth. Yeah, December ninth. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll, then, uh, I'll, we'll get a hold of each other later. I just wanted to say happy birthday to you today, and I we were taping, so just wanted to share okay. some joy and give you a smile, old man. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Both Later, you man. Have a great day. <laughs> Later, Kevin. Bye. Right. Love you, bro. Uh, speaking, you cut it off too quick. That's one of my highlights right there. Okay, I said Larry wanted to know if you've done a Christian. I blamed it on him. Well, one of my highlights. Listen, my brother, my brother has not ever been an affection type kid. Okay, and uh, I I went over, I listened to our whole podcast again. You know, because we were we're reminiscing and trying to come up with some information. So. I listened to a few of the older ones and, you know, the ones that meant something to me. And Kevin's was one of them because I have it on tape. Okay. Cause you heard, you hear me all the time. When I, when I get off the phone with you or you or you or you, I always say, Hey, I love you, bro. I love you because I do love you. And I'm thinking of you and I want you to know, I love you. And I've told my brother, I love you every time. Okay. And the audience isn't going to understand this because they, they probably don't live the way that we do, but, Kevin always says, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll see you later, you know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, love I you. Think I, I, think he's actually said, I, I think he's actually said whatever a few times, you know. But he's never, I mean, he's one that my mom would make him, you know, stand still for a hug, okay? You know what I mean? My, like, if I want to aggravate him, I will tell my daughters when we're in the same, you know. To go love hey, on him. Go hug Kevin. Right. <laughs> All right, you know, I, and I will because it's good for him. I'm not that way, <laughs> right. I, but then I got to remind him, I'm I'm also the only one with kids. He didn't he didn't have kids, so, but I at the very end of the podcast when he was hanging up, I said "Love you, bro," and he goes "Love you too," and I got it on tape. I had to listen to it like fifteen times. I was like, Oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. I was you can ask you need to make my a, wife. I was thrilled to death with her. You need to make a recording of just that little section and put it in a card that he can open and it'll say it over and over. Okay, let's let's reminisce <laughs> back to this. Let's reminisce back to this episode real quick. Do you guys remember Celtic pagan Gemini? Oh Gemini. Gemini. I don't remember. Yeah, go ahead. Don't hit the mic like yeah. it's a baseball. If you're going to talk, you can't hit it away. That's like hard copy. You've been here right for there. this long and you're scared of the mic. She's like, get it away from me. I don't how, know. How come? I'm not scared, but I can't. I couldn't remember of like, is she the one that um, was so, abused? Celtic pagan Gemini is the one. Not all of them. The one, the one story that I remember that sticks out to me about her was when she got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, when she got baptized in the Holy, she got baptized and she started speaking in tongues and she said that she felt the presence of the Holy Spirit of Jesus mm-hmm. and she felt really good. But then, um, the next service that she had, she was standing on stage or something like in the church. And then the, the preacher came up and put his hands on her and she got like knocked out in the spirit or whatever. What, what do you call that again? Slain, out, slain. slain in the spirit or whatever. Yeah. She said that she had an experience with Yahweh, God, um, the head of the Trinity or whatever. And she said the the feeling that that made her, that's what turned her away from Christianity because she doesn't want to serve that because she felt an icky, icky, nasty feeling from that. Do you guys remember that and how that made you feel? You don't remember that, Mark? You don't remember that? 
In relation to Jess, which podcast was this? She was a couple ones later. You may not have been there, Mark. I may not have been. What episode is she on? Episode 11. Yes, that was before Jess. I remember her. I remember her because it, it, I felt like, like, what do you, I remember that's the first episode where I was like, where, what do you say to that? Right. Like, what do you say to that? Like, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, there was a lot. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I Same here. I mean, the unique predicament we get in is it's almost, you could almost dedicate this show to like defending God, you know, because so there's so many hurts. Yeah. There, there's so much judgment of God um, that, and that's something I don't want to get dragged into because I'm the, and from my perspective, the Bible is the defense for God, but then you throw this is where this whole Christian apologetics will never work for this kind of podcast because you throw out a verse, they throw out some YouTube channel reference with some historical ancient writing that was predates the Bible. And then you throw out and then they, and nothing, nothing gets done, man. No, only hurt feelings, resentment and anger. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have people that will have your back because, Oh, you dunked. Oh, you did great. But nothing actually gets done. Nothing gets accomplished. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I can, I can tell you the way it makes me feel now. It, it, just hearing you say that is just sad. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say, well, then that experience wasn't real because God is love. The Bible says God's love. Well, I, I can't tell her her experience wasn't real. It's her experience. Yeah. I don't. What about the very next episode after hers? We found out what preterism was. That would be Wayne. Oh, that's the episode. I don't know if I said this on air before, but before we came in this episode, I came in and I told Larry for the only time out of 52 episodes, I told you gloves are off. Yeah. That that wasn't Wayne, was it? Yeah, it was Wayne. Yeah, because yeah, we were dealing. I thought Wayne was like in four. Or, we are dealing yeah, with another or, believer. So the, yeah. the, let's let the debate yeah. class start. Yeah. I, I told Larry the gloves are off and you should have. Yeah. I've never seen his eyes light up. This. He's like, what? Excuse me? And he was since well, then. Well, you had to tell me what preterist was, too. Yeah. I, I had no clue but i mean pastor gary didn't know what preterism was before the show really yeah he didn't know hmm. wow yeah there's yeah i mean being brought up the way i was brought up you know i was like oh, it's just another interpretation of the bible you know so much of that prophetic stuff people hang their hats on so many different events and i just kept thinking what was the end of that so we're living in the kingdom of god now right but it's not actually in existence this thing will keep happening when we die is when we either he get wasn't being clear about or, what happens at the end heaven or hell he wasn't being clear about what happens at the end we would ask wrong. direct questions and he wasn't being clear he messaged he still messages me and it's got to get to the point where i gotta <laughs> i gotta just i'd stop responding he's the only one i won't respond to sometimes because he wants to come back on the show bad he's a doctor Oh, really? And he wants to come back on the show bad. And I just don't see a point in having the same guy where we talk about, like, the same thing again. Like, I know what preterism is. Now, 
I wouldn't mind having a different preterist on well, from we a different have angle. A different preterist on. Yeah, we had a full preterist. Well, uh, and he yeah. was in episode twenty-one. His name was Joshua, and that was when that was when we invited Gary, uh, Pastor Gary in the first time. Here's yep. what I can say about that: Why would we want to do that? Preterists are already saved. They believe in Jesus, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I hope so. Jesus died are they? Sin. Are they? Saying? No, there's there's a lot of preterists. That, they're following no, a false doctrine. That no, are not Christians. No, hold on. Preter Wayne tells you that you don't need Jesus anymore. That he already fulfilled it, and that's the preterist Josh that we talked to says you don't need Jesus anymore. Jesus oh. came for the Jews, and that he came and he came for the Jews, and then that's it. You're done. Like what Jesus's work is done. Now you can just go directly to the Father. Don't worry about Jesus. Okay, well, that. Oh, I That's what they say. They say, don't worry about Jesus. You don't need him. Okay, then I guess there's a reason to have a preterist on again because right. they are yeah. unbelievers. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... It, they, they get me aggravated. Here's the problem. When you start making shades of gray, okay? 50 shades of gray? It's either Larry? black or white, brother. Oh, no, no, my. No, th- don't go there. <laughs> oh, my. Tickle All right. In a, tickle in a slap. <laughs> Good grief, Larry. Okay, you just got us a different rating. Thank I, well, I, so it's my job, okay, kind of. Okay. X, X, no, X, here, X. here's the thing. It's either black or white. Right. You're in, you're out. I, I mean, that that's the, I mean, there is, the Bible tells you, get out the fence. Mm-hmm. All right? Either be or you're not. And if you're on the fence, you're not. Right. Poop or okay, get off the pot. Have, if you have any doubt. So Poop when you or get start, off the pot. when you, the aggravation comes when you start shading what you think, and you 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 think it doesn't actually have to be this. It only has to be this far in. No, that's not right. That's a false doctrine, and we have plenty of churches out there that that preach a false doctrine. And you can say denomination, you can say doctrine, you can say I read a King James Version Bible and. That's okay. So this is a really- the wrong thing because it only it was printed in by King James in the 1600s or 1500s. Blah, blah, blah. This is a really good question. Then, as fellow believers, um, at what point does a doctrine become false? Well, I, I mean, when it strays away from the word. Obviously, he's period. telling people that he's yeah. telling people to go away from Jesus. Like, so if it points away, does it point to Christ or does it point away from Christ? You know? Yeah, because see, here's here's the problem. There's a lot of dom- denominations that will fight to the death saying that the other denomination is going away from the word. Well, and this is a good segue to go into the next episode <laughs> right. because here's another, an episode 13, right after Preterist went Wayne, mm-hmm. we talked to Aubrey, which was a former Satanist, but now she's a universalist. She believes yeah, everyone's saved no matter what. Did, um, you may not have been here for that you one. You don't have to accept it. All you have to do, it already happened, and therefore she all said of us Jesus are came, Doesn't Jesus matter what came you do. To, to save the world. I've been trying to get another universalist on ever since her, and they are very hard to. That's because they're hard to find. But They, they want to live in the gray. They're again, just like I said, Universalists they believe that. Like everyone, Luciferians, everyone's saved no matter what. Everyone. Oh, and you not, dismiss a whole lot of the Bible too. And there's not to agree um, with that. There's not um there's no hell obviously there's no hell with universalism and stuff like that, but except for like Satan and his angels or whatever, but 
Um, yeah, everyone, no matter what you believe in, go in heaven no matter what. Crazy, huh? Different. <sighs> yeah, I've been trying to get universalists on, but yeah, well, where do you stand with that? Does someone that believe in that go to heaven? Because they're, they're obviously misleading people. Well, here's what the Bible says. There are a lot of people that say, hey, Lord, how come I can't come in? And Jesus says, well, I don't know you. And he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I cast out demons in your name, and I spread the word and all this and all this, but I never knew you. But why would you cast out a demon if that person's just going to go to heaven anyway? um, Actually, I'm trying to remember if it's the clip that I sent you or or not, but there, there are... Pastors, I'm trying to think because I saw a clip or a movie or something, and and this this stuck with me. If you're out there doing it for your own personal benefit, okay, your own personal benefit, then you're not you're not true. You're not truly following God. There's I have talked to people that, you know, hey, I want to be a minister of a big church because they may, you know, they make money and blah 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 this, blah blah that and every pastor I ever knew didn't really make all that much money, but the overall point of it was that they were doing it for their own benefit and their own profit and their own glory. Yeah. If you're not doing it for the glory of God, then you're in a falsehood. Yeah. And if you're in a falsehood, you're not going to be rewarded by Christ. Yeah. Yep, I know. Okay, and, let's and, get let, and Jesus is and Jesus's name carries power. A sword will cut you no matter who's holding on to it. Okay, you remember in the next episode, episode 15, we interviewed a guy named Agnostic Eric. Eric. You guys remember Eric? That dude's crazy. Let you know what? Let's just let's he, call let's crazy. call Eric. Let's call Eric. Yeah, I need to I need to laugh at him. He made a the he made me a video about homemade visors that was hilarious. Let's call it. I, 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 Darcia laughed out loud, like, oh, what are you watching? And I put it over there. And, oh, my goodness. She just started laughing. It was hilarious. Eric's video on visors. Was that Eric himself doing that? Yeah. That was, that was funny. Yeah, I had a question. Well, he may not answer either. I had to question him because he said, well, you know, I went down to Oklahoma. I'm like, dude, if you were in Oklahoma and you didn't come by to see us, I'm kicking your butt. (laughs) Please leave your message. Nope. Eric didn't answer either. Well, son of a gun. Well, we got a a text. Maybe he already told us why. Oh. Well, I didn't text him from this number. You have Judy. Oh, all in the same one. Yep. Oh, well, I didn't want to talk to you anyway, Eric. That's fine. (laughs) Hey, we tried. I do think your video was hilarious, though. I really do. Yep. Um, what about what about Norse Pagan Fro? Yeah. Hey, I just saw his podcast the other day. Oh, you watched one of his podcasts? No, I watched a little clip of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm not a believer in the way he believes. But you expect people to listen to ours. Yeah, but I mean, it was a clip. Oh, gotcha. It was on on TikTok, and it was on a clip. I don't listen to... Here's the deal. And I went, oh, hey, wait a minute. That's Fro. I don't listen to podcasts, period. 
I don't even listen to ours. Well, Me we watched ours neither. last night. We watched ours last night. Them. I don't see how you watch uh, the same thing. Like you were here, Larry. You you were live when it happened. Like you were here when the conversation happened. There are, you know, there are sometimes when I used to edit the show and I watched the whole thing. Man, so we I crack I I I, I crack up, dude. Like There's it's funny. It's like we're funny. We're funny together yeah. sometimes. It's but pretty there, funny. But uh, like I went back and watched the very first one the other day. And the very first one, I'm looking at the lighting. I'm looking at how stiff we were. I'm looking at how. Oh, were we pretty uh, stiff? Yeah, it it was horrifying. We're better. It, we're better like, now. Like I've shared before, it's like Star Trek. You watch the first season of Star Trek after we're pretty stiff. Yeah, from the second season, the first season. Oh my we, goodness! We, from from the first season to like the seventh season. Wow, it's like they were looking like stick figures. We were flipping through channels. And Star Trek was on, and, you know, I, I, I just stopped it for a second, you know. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, she noticed how short the skirts were. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in, there was two guys, and they're brought dressed in blue and gray, mm-hmm. right? And then they bring in a young lady in, mm-hmm. and her stripes for her chest, mm-hmm. that's all she had was this, mm-hmm. you know, stripe for her chest that went mm-hmm. over. And uh, Darcy goes, how come she's not wearing a shirt? Right. Because the others had the same thing, but yeah. they had a shirt on underneath yeah. it. And I'm like, It's the 60s, me? babe. <laughs> it's got to go. And I was like, wait he a was, minute. This was, in, this was uh, the first season, episode like seven or eight, four or five, seven or eight, something like that. And it was like, it's in color. Yeah. Can I thought, you, wasn't the first Star Trek's black and white? Can or was it just because I had a black and white TV? Can you imagine how many half-breed little alien babies are uh. strung out <laughs> over this galaxy with that guy flying the ship all over Man, the yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he fought and, and he kissed the ladies, you know. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Rampant, dude. Okay, Larry, what about episode 19? <laughs> <laughs> what about F- episode Just 19? His child support bill. Is that Andy? <laughs> yeah. That with, Andy. with Andy. Man, I listened to it the other day. What was special about that episode? Do you remember oh, you remember what happened during that yeah, one? Yeah, I do. That was that was the first time God moved us in, in a manner. Um we lost our all was it the video that we lost we or lost the sound everything. that we lost? We lost, uh, lost that one we lost everything. And when we taped it on Wednesday, she was pretty nervous, um, but she had a had a good story. And then we completely lost everything. And you called me up like what Friday? <laughs> we're not gonna have we're not gonna have anything for Disney, you know oh, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we panicking had to come up Friday night. I'm like, hey man, let's just do it. Let's you know go. I think I said, didn't I say let's see if we can do it on Saturday? No, I think we did it on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday night or Saturday night? Friday night. Yeah, uh-huh. so it was Saturday night. Yeah. And so here we are up here on Saturday night, and and bo- all of us were a little bit aggravated. I mean, all of us, the three of us, were, because uh, I think you were off on a hurricane chase. Um, so we were in a little bit of a, an aggravation about it until we started talking to her. And when we yep. started talking to her, the power of her story still carries. What was intense, what I remember. And I remember that moment when she dropped. She it. said it, and we were both, 
I mean, like I, I went on through it. You can see, you know, I was literally pretty much listening, but I was watching back and forth. And I went back over and over it, and I got I got the timestamp for that one. And when she told us, I mean, we're like an hour into the show when she said that. And when she says she's gone, we, none of us really grasped that immediately. Until we were like, whoa. Yeah. And, and then it's like, I, well, didn't, it, didn't you ask? What Larry's talking about is, is Andy the first time didn't want didn't tell us the full story she used to be in a witch coven she's a christian now but she used to be in a witch coven and what she didn't tell us when the audio cut out but she told us when the time we actually recorded it was that her former witch coven killed her daughter yeah and they're still in trial with it and she dropped that on us and she said and she started crying and she said she's gone and we were all just like what like it took us a minute to process the fact that the her gun, daughter had been killed. She meant. Yeah, that her daughter had been killed by Witch wow. Coven. And wow. I haven't talked to her in a couple months because she was in trial with her and she goes she goes off the she's like in witness protection and stuff like that. Yeah. She goes off the radar sometimes. Like she doesn't want to be talk, talking to anybody and stuff like that. So um yeah, that that was... Um, I think that brought it, you know, because we talked to people like Jess and it seems like everything's all, co- you know, cool and they're, they're just normal people and all that stuff. And then when you talk about the depth of what happened with with Indy, it was, it was like, man, you you don't realize the power that you give stuff over you. Yeah. You know, you are... The one that invites them in. They don't just come in. They, they're invited in, no matter what. Oh, what about this one, man? Ever, this is the one. I really feel like in this one, episode 23, Christian Witch Sarah. I uh, feel like yeah. we all did a bad job on that one. I don't know. What did we do? We didn't treat her like we treated everybody else. We did not treat Sarah the way we treated everyone else. Because she put that Christian on there, we were kind of a little more dismissive of her beliefs, and we were kind of like laughing about it more. And we were kind of like, "Oh, what? like what?" Like, I mean, there's some one point where she said she worked with Lucifer, and I'm sitting here like bashing my head against my hand. Like, go back and watch that. Like, I was like, "Is this?" this I was is, like, oh, "Yeah, my but this is the the girl that was raised in a Catholic church and said there were a lot of Christians." Within the Catholic Church, they had, to, I mean, witches that had to keep quiet. Believe it or not, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Catholic Church openly recognized the herbs and stones. And she says Jesus isn't the only way to heaven, yeah. but she calls herself a Christian witch, but she practices witchcraft, and she said she even works with Lucifer. You know how all the witches say they work with people? She right. says she works with Lucifer, and that's whenever I bash my hands in my head. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is also, so stupid. You she know? also said that the Old Testament is only a story for Jews. Yeah. We, did, we didn't treat her the same way we treat everybody else. We did not treat her. I feel bad about that one. I should probably reach out to her. Like, I, I feel bad about that one. That's the only one I personally feel bad about. Can, can I say this to all the unbelievers that are listening? One thing that I... All right, I want to ask you guys about it, too. One thing that I've heard from them over and over again is these references to genocide 
to a cruel, sadistic God who kills people and wipes out children. And it's, I've actually read almost done with the whole Testament from full beginning to end. It's like whatever source of information they're getting that from, they're reading like three verses. And then they're making us great grand assumptions, which, you know, if you read just three verses in the one place where God's finally had enough and he's told them the penalty of what's going to happen and he does that, that looks really cruel, right? I I just have a suggestion for if, if any of you guys are getting hung up on God's behavior in the Old Testament, do what I did. You know, I I com I I committed to reading the Bible from the front to the back all the way through to my wife out loud. And I had a lot of the same preconceptions about God's Old Testament behavior myself. And uh you read everything in context, it's it changed me. It changed my heart towards God. It made me understand how actually long suffering and frankly, I felt sorry for him, <laughs> the way we've treated him. Frankly. Yeah. Um, it's not him that's abused us. It's us that's abused him. It's definitely one way to look at it, for sure. Like, it's definitely, yeah. Um, what anyway, a, I just want to put that Well, out. I mean, you well, know, thanks for that. just think of us as, as a country. We The people make the laws, or, or the lawmakers make the laws, whatever you want to say. And then a, you get arrested because you broke a law, you go before a judge who's supposed to dealt out punishment for breaking that law. You whine and cry because you think you're the exception of why that happened. I, I only, I only sped under excruciating or extenuating circumstances, right? But you're still guilty or he needed killing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I only did it because he pissed me off, right? What about no. what about episode twenty six? You remember that one off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, no. Former witch Haley. What I liked about that episode, I still use that to this day. I remember her story where she talked about where she was in a float tank right. trying to conjure demons and Jesus showed up and reached out his hand and said, It's time to follow me. And she yeah, said, I, I yep. still I still see her on I, I see her clips. I think I follow her or something. And now we move to the guy that knew how to piss you off. Episode twenty seven. <laughs> you remember him? Matt? Matt Justice? He, his, this is the it, one that kept working me. Instead, yep. instead of his page only being like a, a couple of sentences, like on some of the podcasts, that page is full. So it must have been the guy. No, that oh. that was actually over oh, uh, okay. Haley because. <laughs> I, oh man, I wrote, I, for, I wrote a whole prayer for Haley on Haley. I forget some of these, man. Episode twenty-eight, Christian witch Candace. Mm -hmm. Remember Candace. So we had two Christian witches. Yeah, she was the one that emailed us that said that she's thinking about throwing all of her tarot cards away and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, she doesn't oh, work she with has. Jesus, and she's she said Jesus is the only way. Uh, did she? The other one said Jesus wasn't the only way. Oh, okay. Way. 
What about episode 29? This is the show with the trumpets. Where Mark and Larry had a trumpet off. Oh, that was funny. Who won that, by the way? I don't remember. I, oh, Larry no, really. did. I, Larry really? did because I wouldn't even trumpet because I oh. know what it was going to sound like. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I did anyway. That was that cha- was chaos. Chaos, which Miguel, and that's the one where he was headed. He was headed to a weekend of a debauchery. Um, yeah. Well, he was <laughs> headed to a weekend with uh, a staying in the woods with a bunch of other witches, and they were going to do satanic. Um, witchcraft and stuff did he come back and i told him i told him to tell everybody uh zach from the help my unbelief podcast said, said hello <laughs> and he was like well <laughs> i wonder if he ever came back yeah he he yeah, emailed he me back. yeah he messaged me um later on and asked me to delete some things out of there because he posted the location and stuff he's like oh can you take the location out of there i don't want people to know where this is at and i was like i was like what you don't want me to show up with pitchforks and and fire and stuff like that <laughs> you afraid i'm gonna show up now this one episode 30 with agnostic atheist will will the trucker mm. he still comments on our stuff and i don't think will likes me very much you don't think no he still throws some Poop, I like you, poopy Zach. at my windows. How, how strong was that one? That was the guy that was uh, Mormon. He was former Mormon. He was a Mormon guy. Well, I'm reading the notes now. Uh, he was Indy found him. Talked him into coming. Ah, yeah. oh. Will the trucker? Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, Alyssa Ravenwood, yeah. episode 31, Pagan Witch Aless- Alyssa Ravenwood. Well, you're going through a lot. She was the one um she was the one that had um had the poems. Like I, Yeah, remember? I read the poems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah remember those poems? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Huh? Oh, this guy's one of my favorite, episode 32, Eclectic Pagan David Christensen. He was the Nor- Norse pagan roots. He was a real nice guy. Yeah, and he believed in universalism as well. Yeah. Or at least that's what I got written in yeah, my Yeah, he's one of my favorites to talk to. Like, he was a really nice uh, really nice guy. Most of the guys that we, and ladies, uh, that we spoke with were actually pretty nice. I mean. Well, I don't think anybody's nicer than episode 34, Dustin, Atheist Asks. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nicer than that guy, probably. Who's that? Well, I think Who is that? I, I'm going to go with Indy. Indy's sweet. Indy was super sweet. Haley was sweet. Oh, Pete. The episode 35, we had to reshoot that show again. Oh, that's the one with... Uh, that's our only other show besides Indy that we had to reshoot. Yeah, redo. but we had a different attitude about it because we knew that when God shut that, that one down, I mean, come on, we did the whole thing and the one wire wasn't plugged in and that's why we didn't have I was audio. mad on that one. Yeah. You guys had to talk me off a cliff on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to shut the whole dang thing down. <laughs> oh, so. But, I mean, instantly, I, I really felt like, okay, God did it again. Right. I mean, because I remembered with Indy. I did not think God did it again. I sat right out there in the lobby, <laughs> oh, and you guys had wah, to come up. I was like, I was like, I'm done. We're not shooting this one again. We're going a week without an episode. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And, and then I, Mark's sitting here looking at me like this, and Larry's like, "We've got to shoot an episode. We're not going into a week without an episode." Hey, you're the one that told me how this stuff works, and you said you can't get started and then cut weeks. Well, I can't have mm. you holding me to my own words. I can't have that. That's infuriating. I know. Is it? That's- 
I cannot have hey, that. You have to let that, me that's how God, adapt hey, that's and be how, a chameleon. Hey, that's how God wants you to be. He wants me to be a chameleon? I'm no, good at that. No, God wants you to be uh, the type of person that reminds him of his promises. It's not to remind God of his promises, but it is to remind you of his promise. Well, I'm glad you did because we got Drew in here who's a former atheist yes, and that he went well. Since he was on the show, um he got baptized. Yes. What? Yeah, he got baptized. Yep. Wow. He got baptized, yep. Yeah, um, and here's the thing, that the, what what's awesome about that is um we okay. That his wife, Drew's wife was the first one that recognized me from this podcast she never met me kind of here at church right i mean you know never and then she was getting ready to get baptized and they had asked me to help direct people Mm -hmm. and uh they got one more make sure she makes it over there that's what they said and then Mm -hmm. out this comes this lady and you know so i walked her all the way over there and she looked at me she did that you know like whoa like Mm -hmm. that but she didn't say anything and got her over there and then later we talked to her, you know, got to kind of know her. She goes, yeah, I recognize you from the show. I watch your show all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I went, what? <laughs> what? So I took her I took her to Zach, not knowing that I, I would bruise him a little bit by going, hey, she recognized me from the show. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach was like, Whatever. didn't recognize me, man. How come she didn't recognize me? Yeah. Hey. I think I just, I'm the. I just, I just slapped his pride right. Wham! I think just from the comments and stuff like that, like I really think I'm the hated one on the show, and I don't know why, dude. Oh it man! Sucks. No, she, People are like, I really like Larry and Mark adds this and stuff, and then, and then just nobody ever says anything. Like Zach really adds value. To this. Hey, what did Jesus say that a prophet gets no respect in his hometown? There you yeah, because yeah. well, you're the. You're the leader of the show, no, buddy. That's then, why. You know, then she she went home. You know, we 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 talked to her a little bit, and then she ends up bringing her husband to church, and her husband, you know, Drew, and her husband comes in, and he he was not liking the fact that she had gotten saved, mm-hmm. that he needed to be. Well, I, I you can just watch the podcast and figure out what he said, but. uh kind of got you know once she brought him in because we had made a connection so i'm i did my best to make a connection with drew and his he got saved yeah <laughs> he comes in and gets saved and then so i i got connected with him you know and i you know he's good kid yeah and now he's actually in in our men's group on wow. sunday what about what about this one do we want to hold, sc- hold on hold on and so we got him to come in and sit and they're their uh, stories were shadowed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Pete and that's Pete and why Drew, God. Yeah. That's why God shut it down. Mm. Is because we had Drew, which was like a thirty-five year, thirty-five, right, thirty-three, thirty-five, and we're talking to a nineteen-year-old that was going into the exact thing. Same exact every every same college classes, everything. same he was college raised Catholic. Everything, I mean, dude. All that. It was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. And then he's an atheist, and and he was an atheist, and he just gave his heart to the Lord. And oh. he comes in here, and he doesn't act like a blumbering. Well, I was going to say idiot, but now I don't want to refer to it that way. But I mean, I, I thought I you were going to say a hole. I thought you were saying a hole. I was like, whoa, I didn't come think on, that no. he would be that articulate, that smooth, and that comfortable. Mm. 
And, I mean, listen to what he said to the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said some stuff to the kid that was, like, straight up on point, biblical and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, blown away by this kid, you know. And I, I've got a relationship with him now, you know. I mean, so it, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty cool. Works. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we were talking about this pre-show, and if you guys don't want to talk about this now, maybe we should be honest about it. Episode 38, Heaven Visitor Dakota Lee. Maybe we should talk about it. Or you guys want to skip past it? No, you can go ahead and talk about it. I just think that that's a pure sign that we ought to check out our guest a little bit more. Well, <laughs> no, it's okay that we we initially hold on. I want to say this. I initially, I initially liked what she said. I initially had her on because I didn't believe what she was saying, and then I got her on, and you guys shocked the crap out of me by believing her. Well, by kind of you didn't straight up say you believed her, but you you guys kind of. Bit yeah, off some of the fudge. You guys bit off some of the fudge for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then I started watching more of her content after we interviewed her, and she started saying things like she has. Um, well, we found out she made that fudge with you know sugar free additives. Right. We don't yeah, like that yeah. around here. What is it? Non GMO. But where she, it has no flavor. She talks about how there being Starbucks in heaven, and how I mean, there's just so much outlandish stuff that if i get to heaven and there's a starbucks i'll bet turn yeah, around and see dakota I, lee in the corner okay like that, first off if you just look if you just look <laughs> look at the, Told you. would That's you like right. a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> oh and it's permanently full here <laughs> sorry <laughs> pumpkin spice yeah, yeah, is that know, what I, the I, is that what the the I'm the fountain of life is and right then Satan jumps the out Starbucks? and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Joking. Oh, crap. Got me. I'm going to get a little bit of trouble here, but that's the, the, the symbol. What do you call it? Oh, the Starbucks symbol is a Athena, Demonic. right? Yeah. She's a Greek god. There's a Greek goddess. A Greek goddess on a, on the Starbucks. To me, it always yeah. looks like a girl that's grabbed both her ankles and lifted her legs up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a problem. <laughs> Get it, girl. Right. Get it, Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to mess with that. I'm not, sure. <laughs> I'm not the one who designed the logo. I can't help hey, what my brain does. Hey, Larry, uh, you may not listen to secular podcasts, but we're bringing it to you. This so, in episode, so in episode 39, we had Joy. <laughs> okay, we're getting past this one. Huh? Yeah. And, yeah. And she, she, she talked to aliens. <laughs> Yes. Remember? Yep. Yep. Well, I'm flipping this subject, bro. She's a yep. sweet. She's a sweetheart. I still watch her. Her con. She doesn't talk about alien communication at all. She just talks. She like reports the news and stuff. But um, she uh, she's a sweetheart. I in that one, she's very matter of fact and very intelligent woman talking about talking to aliens. And I've gotten to thinking about that one more. And it's like, whenever she said, whenever she said that she feels like it's her purpose to ease the process of aliens integrating in with humans my stomach about dropped through my butt when she said that mm, yeah that'd be called diarrhea no my stomach actually almost came through my butt my actual stomach like i was like man dude like that that would be a hemorrhoid that, that made me nervous scary. no that's I'm bill a... that's it, bill he's been there forever stomach sunk He's old. Bill's been there forever, dude. Yeah, it makes that makes me nervous. You named him. That's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that makes me nervous too. Yeah, like like it's her. Yeah. She feels like it's her job to like 
not only does she, is she very, very like sure she's talking to aliens, but she thinks it's her job when they get here that not everybody freaks out about it. Hey, they're fine. Get them together. And I'm kind of like, Joy, <laughs> I don't think you're talking to aliens, sister. You know? And it was like, I don't know. That one made me uncomfortable. I don't know about you. I, no, I, I don't think you're talking to aliens. To me, it's yeah. like people don't believe in anything. It's like, what's his name? Belial. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. Whatever they thought of in Hollywood, people believe. Yeah. Why'd you sound like Matthew McConaughey right there? He's like, all right, all right, all right. I didn't realize I did. Sorry. Down there in Texas, bud. Um, all right. Um, so Jess meets Travel. That that was a really good story that about her. Cool yeah. She had a really good testimony. She's she's starting to post. She used to not post Christ, a whole lot of Christian content, and she's really starting to post. Like she posted a video the other day about her. Uh, she did a prayer. Uh, she's really, um, and I haven't really talked to her. Um, I comment on some of her stuff, and she'll comment back and stuff. But she posted a prayer the other day. Her praying on a TikTok or whatever, and it was powerful, dude. It moved. It put chills on it. And I don't. That doesn't happen to me. But she's a. She's going to be a hell of a intercessory prayer. Well, I read a lot of She's the comments. going to be good at it, man. I read a lot of comments on that one. I'm excited to see um, where she goes with that prayer life because she's, she's good. She's going to be good. Yeah, I've um, got it listed down here that she's a prayer warrior. All right. What about um, Agnostic Atheist Coco? <laughs> uh, Episode I like 45. <laughs> yeah, that's when I switched over to the other book. Coco, Coco is um, now doing our clips on social media. Yeah. Uh, he's an agnostic atheist. And Coco's coming here on December 6th. He's going to be in studio. And we're actually going to have um, a caller um, on here that she's a Christian, but her husband is a, an atheist. Oh. And Coco's going to sit in studio and take that call with us to kind of feel about, fill out like, because Coco's wife is on the fence about being a believer too. So Coco's mm. wife is a um, believer, but she's kind of on the fence about it. Right. And so how he, he's going to explain how he navigates that. And, you know, and then she's going to say, you know, the caller's going to be like, well, this is how I navigate my life with an atheist as a husband. And I just think it's going to be a cool little That's very dynamic to have in there. So. I like Coco. And then episode 47, Mike, Shigen, that's you, another one. You skip 44. Oh, Death Witch Victoria. Um, I haven't really spoken to her since, and it's just really one that kind of like, I don't know. I didn't really have anything notable. To well, I never heard anything like that. A know? Death I mean, Witch? Yeah. A, okay. A person from here has to help a person that died go to where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, the one Kind of like trapped, a medium, right? The one trapped in reality, okay, is supposed to help the one trapped in spirituality. Find their eternal home. So there again, a, a one trapped in of finite yeah. mind. I watch and, and has to help the infinite. I don't get it. I watch some of her stuff too. I got to get out of there. Dude. She's dark. I mean, she she's just a little old blonde too, and really? she gets, she's she practice well, black it, black magic. It shows. Yeah. It shows to what yeah. degree deception can be. She's she's dark. Wow. I mean, whew, she's in it. I mean, she's got like skulls and 
all the satanic stuff. She lights the candles and she gets does into that, it, buddy. Does that kind of uh, slide more toward like the voodoo type? Yeah, her was real close to voodoo. What what you'd see in like voodoo practices? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's in there. She's in it. Yeah, I remember Anna. Remember Anna? Anna, our very Anna. She's she was our first, first. caller. She's episode yeah, that's two. First, yeah, yeah I remember had, her. We had Anna, Anna, and then Matt. Yeah, was Matt. I found or? on Reddit. I would never be able to find him again. Yeah. I found him on Reddit. I'd never be able to find him and again. Then there was a Zach, Anna was on Facebook. A Zach from uh, Weirdo Police. Yeah, yeah. And he well, the one I still from see Seattle. him around every now and then. Yeah. Okay. What about? Um, so we had anti-theist. I thought weirdo police was like somewhere in the forties. I'm talking about like I don't remember first or second one. Where the one he kept saying, "Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Oh yeah, I hope you're Seattle right. Zach. Like yeah, about, Seattle Zach. Yeah, he was only about you know twelve or so. I mean fifteen. Mike Shigan, that most recent episode, Mike Shigan with the anti-theist. Mike that's Shigan. one of them where we kind of dropped the ball on talking about him i think after the show he was he wasn't upset about it but he kind of was like hey how did we do that i don't remember i don't remember either but he mentioned it. he was like you guys kind of talked about me to where i wouldn't defend myself when i wasn't there and so mm. mike if we hurt you we're sorry yeah yeah we, that's where we're not perfect <laughs> definitely that's not for certain and were we, we talking so, about him or talking about the show we do recognize that we tend to i you know, it's funny that you'd said that because in my spirit, God had told me, okay, you need to pull back on talking about a person like they're not in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the social media template, except we're all doing it now when you're, you know, that's why society has gotten so polarized and people are unable to communicate is because people say things. Like you're not in a room, except you're doing it right on social media. Yep. And um, then I, it's, I'm sure we'll do it again, but we're going to really human. try not to. Yeah. We're going to try not okay. to. Yeah. Um, and then sure. we had Tamara. We we love Tamara. Um, everybody got emotional there. I know, I know. One guy said, um, because Pastor Gary cried, and it's a guy that watches every single episode we do, and then literally knows us like the back of his hand, and will pull, uh, post something nasty, and he goes. He goes, God, I, um, he goes, I see why Zach cries all the time if this is the guy that leads him. <laughs> right. He's talking about Pastor Gary, and I was like, stay tuned, you son of a gun. I'm probably going to cry more. <laughs> I'm working on crying more. Because he saw Pastor Gary crying. He'd be like, well, I see why Zach cries so much if this is the guy that's leading him. And he was kind of talking crap on Pastor Gary. I don't know why it fires me up when people talk crap on Pastor Gary. I'm like, I'll I will physically assault you. I don't, you know what I mean? Well, there's something in me that wants to defend him, you know? But um, anyway, so that's that's all we'll talk about for the uh, past shows. We're almost at the end of it now, but let's go. I want to go around the room since we're not having a, we, we well, don't. Um, I find it interesting you didn't mention Zach. Oh, my friend Zach? Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. I actually He'll be enjoyed fine. that conversation. He'll be fine. I know you did. He's chewing his butt the whole time. Wasn't chewing his butt. I know, <laughs> I know. But um, what I want to do, since we we don't have a guest, what I want to do is I want to go around the room, and I want to get what some of your goals are for the next year with this show. Because now we're going into a new year, episode fifty three. Next next week is episode fifty three. We're going right back into the battlefield again, and so I want to go around the room. Since we don't have a guest, we're, we don't go around the room and say our final thoughts. 
I want your thoughts on what you want to see happen in the next year with this show. Set some goals. What do you think, Mark? I don't know. I mean, it might be interesting to actually do some of the things that my title says because I am not an executive producer currently. God, I would like to. I would love to put you in that position. Yeah, put I, you, in you know, I, w- I would love to 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 do that. I I just because of what I do in my industry, I have purposefully stood back because the minute I get involved in something is when I get hit with a ton of work. And the ironic thing is, as I stand back, nothing, nothing. And so it's like I've often said to my wife, you know, God gives us this bit, this business, but the devil does the scheduling. And I feel like that's true. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe possibly, uh, some more thought and, uh, into the back that I don't know, maybe vetting people or, or, you know, more executive producer work, maybe some ideas about show topics. I would love to have that, that woman that, if I just knew, I could probably go at it. The, the tattoo artist, the famous one that just got oh, baptized. Yeah. Oh, hey, Kat I Von got D. a screenshot. Yep. She, yeah, she was actually be, on a podcast. Was she? That'd yeah. be really cool. I'll I'll send you the. But, you know, I mean, I, I really don't have high expectations for this, only that I'm supposed to be here. So I, I guess maybe whatever God reveals that I I'm kind of like that. that too. And I wonder if we should be like that. I'm kind of the same way where like, I don't expect a whole lot. Like if this makes it, then it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't like, right. but should we start? Why, why would you we, go at a ministry like this halfway? Well, it's, it's not that I'm doing halfway. Cause I love this. Don't get me wrong. But like, I'm kind of just a lot. I'm sitting like in my business. I don't sit back and allow God to bring things to me. I don't allow that. I go. Well, Does in, that make sense? Like, and God gave yeah. me the name of the business. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Let's go get work now. Especially from last winter, what happened? Like, we ain't waiting for Papa to bring stuff to, to the table. We're going to your doorstep. We're going to find it now. And we've sold over a half a million dollars in jobs this year because of that. And I think that's the lesson God was showing me. Maybe he's telling, teaching me a lesson right now about the podcast. But I do approach this podcast differently. I sit back and I I do not move unless God. I've told you guys that we we have meetings a lot out there. I've told you that God's very rarely pivoted me on things on this show, and I sit back and I allow Him to do it. I don't go forward because it makes me so nervous about like if I go. Okay, hold on. Well, I don't we, want to. If I go have outside, to wait for God to go before us. If I go outside of God's will in my company, that's a lot different than going outside of God's will here. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. I'm afraid of... You can throw your will around in your company. And yeah. you can you can hit those bumpers and say, okay, God, I screwed up here. I shouldn't have done that. Let me recorrect. Here, we're talking about people's eternal yeah. life, and we're talking about God's business. So I'm afraid to I'm afraid of approaching approaching this like I do my business. Because if it was, I would be handling this a lot differently. Right. Yeah. A lot and more aggressively. Maybe I, I we need be. to think about that. I don't know. Maybe we do. Because I would. I would be handling this. I would be uh, a lot different approaching this if, if it was. I mean, so I don't know. 
But I mean, that's, I would like that for you too. I would like that. Like, why would you be here if you weren't doing the things? But unfortunately for some of the things doing your, um, um, doing your, your stuff requires money. Right. Like doing your job requires money. Unless you did want to, dude, the minute you want to start going over, um, taking over scheduling guests, it's yours, dude. Right. You want to start. Porter. Eric Porter. Yeah, don't call him back. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, I, I would love that. I'd love to put you in that position, you know? So. I don't know. We'll see. We start praying for that kind of stuff. But I just hope, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is just I, I, I hope some people relate to us, and I hope they feel uh, a desire to know Jesus. I don't, I don't blame anybody that comes on this show for their resentment against religion. Right. I get that. Me totally neither. get it. Me too. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater, to me, that's the crisis. Yeah. And that's the sadness. And and what that's it, what I'd like to avoid. What about you, Larry? What's your... Give me a minute. Okay. I'll talk about mine then, and Larry can end on his. So, um, me, I would like to work on, really, my personal life. Like, I feel like sometimes I sit in here... And it's hard for me. Like I, I battle, I battle with things a lot in my personal life, and I'd like to get that squared away so I could um, sit up here and be. Because I remember in the beginning I was so on fire, and I'm not that way right now. I'm really not. I'm not on fire like I was in the beginning. And do you, I, do you pray that God puts another log on your fire? No, I've heard you say that before, but no, I haven't. But why not? I would like that because that scares me. Why does it scare Last you? Last time he put a log on my fire, that that sucker burnt, dude. I fell in it. Hey, no matter what. I fell in the fire Ro- last Romans night. Romans 8, 28, <laughs> okay? And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Yeah. Okay, so if we're in walking in the will of God, and our job is a purpose for God because that's what he directed us to do when we started, when you came to me about this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it wasn't for the will of Zach. It was for the will of God. Yeah. All right. So everything that happens is for the will of God, and it, it is all for the good. We know now, on hindsight with Indy, that there was a reason that God was in control of, of what happened. We don't know why we lost it, but we lost it. If we would not have come back, we would not have gotten the full story for Andy. And I think that probably gave her a little bit of uh, help healing. I hope so. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was a, a valuable part of our Bible study for a while. And it meant a lot for her to be accepted in that manner. Right? Yep. Um, I think through a lot of these areas, we don't recognize the hand of God to start with. Now, when it happened with the other young man, uh, when Drew was here, we instantly, I mean, you know, you were upset about it. Yeah. Because 
you don't like imperfection, but at the same time, my, my spirit was calm about it because something's up. I mean, I could instantly see this is a God thing. I don't know why. And then that night you ran into drew and all that came together. And it was like, we knew before we left church Wednesday night, what that was for, yeah. what it was for. Yeah. And, and, and then him being available to come in and and do the podcast on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. I mean, that was like awesome. Like I said, I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to work on allowing God to do that uh, more. But like I said, I'm at that point now, I, I think it was a valuable conversation that we just had about like whether we need to decide how, if we're going to be more aggressive about this thing or not, approach this in a more how, aggressive. How, how aggressive do you want me to be? I, I mean, know. because because I see now, you know, now I've I've gotten a little bit more comfortable in this. Um, I don't I don't get you were you, know, epi- you were comfortable by episode two. Yeah, well, you know, but but my point is that I see, even though the people that we actually talk to may not um change okay there are people that are listening that that's where we're supposed to be planting our seeds i bet i bet that we will get a couple that change i believe that i may be wrong on a lot of different things uh i may be a little too coarse uh like you know like uh fresh ground pepper (laughs) sometimes all right (laughs) you know that would, would that be a good enough analogy you know, you know, I don't like the way you say that word at all. all. Right. But I mean, anal what? Analogy. Analogy. Mm-mm. Don't say analogy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That bothers me. You say that so many times. You'll just sit over there in your debauchery while I talk about <laughs> there it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Another word he can't. He's cashing in that five dollar door for and it didn't fit that either. You know, <laughs> I, I used it out of content just as you would. Just call so. it debauch. <laughs> But no, I mean, shorten it down. It sounds better. I, I I would love, I would love to see this year happen to where we ended up with our own studio and where we ended up with the ability to put more out there than just once a week. And I'm not saying just this, I'm saying we got a lot of different formats. What you were talking about earlier before we started recording, I've been waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting, you know, I mean, what do I got to do? Yeah, I, it was funny, man. I remembered this. Um, there's this guy at church. I forgot his name now, but he hangs out with them. Oh, I went to breakfast with him once, but they're older, older fellers. And he told me at the very beginning when we okay, started older this. Older as in older than me, older than Larry. Roger. Yeah. Roger. I, I don't know why I've held on to this, but... Um, he told me, he was like, just keep doing what you're doing. He said, I believe in what you're doing. He said, I, what you're doing is great. And he goes, a lot of times God will make people wait to see if they stand the test of what he's going to do. And he goes, a lot of times it'll make you wait about a year, about a year. And so here we are. Well, did you see the growth that you've made throughout this time? I mean, if nothing else, <laughs> watching you grow. I mean, when I met Mark, he was mature. In his faith. Now, there's some things that he needs to learn. There's things that I need to learn. I need to learn not to be so condescending and uh, judgmental with my words. Do you've which done I don't, that. Which you've I don't really intend well. 
to be, but I am. You've grown a lot because, too through that. Well, because well, here's what I stand on, and if yeah. it's not here, I don't care what you have. You to used say. to make me feel so uncomfortable. I used to get so uncomfortable. I just thought about that. I used to come in here every week, like, "What the heck is Larry going to say this week?" I'd be so uncomfortable. I I probably haven't felt uncomfortable at all with you in 10 episodes. And then partially that's, I'm really, that's like Coco. Ask Larry, five months ago, would I have given anybody the keys to, nope. to the clips? Nope. And so I'm really trying to let go of that control because I feel like, I feel like if I could give other people duties and delegate things, then I feel like this will all grow so much faster. If I can just get rid of some stuff and just trust that God will put the right people. Cause look what Coco's doing with the clips. I know yeah, but, Coco doesn't believe that okay, God's doing right, it, but, but look how good he's doing guys. But there again, look how good he's Romans doing. 8, Come on. Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight. When, uh, you know, Talking about growth and stuff, and, and I went. I lost my head. Sorry. <laughs> oh Lord! Hey, man. read read your Bible verse before <laughs> we forget. Read your Bible verse for this week. I did Romans eight twenty eight. Read it. Whole Romans eight twenty eight. I just read it. Oh, you read it the whole thing. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. We are. I wanted you to this, read it, not from your brain. I wanted you to read yeah. it from your new your new study Bible. Yeah, that I did. Okay. Both times. Oh. Because I wasn't real sure how the NLT would sound from what but my But I want you to say, this is Larry's Bible verse for the this week. This is my Bible verse, yes. Okay. Because I know that God works everything out. I've watched you grow. I've watched you mature. That's what I, where I was going a while ago. I mean, there's things that, that Mark has to work out. There's things that I have to work out in our walk. But, there, but watching you grow has been a challenge yeah. not, not to get aggravatedly upset or judgmental dude and, our and phone know, calls well but i know that god is in control and i have to watch you learn to relinquish control to god our phone calls last year dude had that i know i it, it, it bothered me to i don't want you to tell me they were annoying just tell me that it was fine just because i don't want to get hurt by it okay but if I was in your shoes and hearing I, what I remember this time last year, me talking to you about how pissed off I was at God that I was going broke and everything else, I probably hung up the phone on me, dude. It's been so annoying. Like, just hearing you, cr like, being a little crybaby. Like, I wasn't really crying, but, like, it was, I was being a little, like, turd. It was fine, Zach. You know, we, we got to all grow. Yeah. And if we don't accept each other where we're at, then we can be a stumbling block to each other. Yeah. And I, Zach, think, I think that's part of Larry's growth is the Holy Spirit yanking on his mouth mm. and saying, okay, you know, we've, we've got this whole idea, iron men sharpen uh, men, men like iron sharpens iron. We got to scrape against each other. Mm. Yeah. We got to tell each other the truth in love. Um, we don't lie to each other. And, you know, that's that's one thing that I've watched Larry grow into lately is telling the truth in love. Because yeah, instead I don't know of about just you, telling Larry, the truth. <laughs> I got no problem with telling you the truth. No problem at all. I'll tell you the truth. But telling you the truth in love, that takes it's a little more challenging. Yeah, yeah. man, you got to rein your mouth in. You got to breathe on it. You got to think about it. <laughs> See, I'm actually different than that. Like, I, I would have problems telling people how I feel. Like, 
in being like I'm I'm way more like I'm a passive no, dude by but nature. But we've all been through that. Larry yeah. and I both have been through what here's, you here's all the, the things thing. that you were talking about. It's like, oh man, I eh. know what he's feeling. But here's the thing. But you act like a, as bad if, as I did. Like I was like, if, if Christ yeah, oh, does yeah. not come back soon, like like if he tarries 20, 30 years, which he can't. What but, if he billies? But if he does, if he tarries or billies, at, at one particular point, you're going to be sitting in my position, going through what I went through with you I'll with someone him. else. I'll <laughs> smack him. Dude. And, and, I ain't got patience. It, like it could be your own son. <laughs> It could be your, it could be I'll your stepson. It could be your stepson. Yeah. Okay. It, it, every chance you get to to pour into somebody younger is you're turning them into what I am now. Yeah. And, and what Larry is that I'm waiting to be. Yeah, right? that's what I was saying last year. Last year, Larry Autry was having to help. I was telling him that I went and helped him do something um, last week, and he. He helped me last year at this time. He had to help me out of a out of a hole. And I was he's like, Man, thank you for helping. I'm like, you know what? I'm actually kind of grateful this year that I'm actually able yeah. to help you and you're not having to help me. Yeah. Like that's that's awesome. Like it puts things in perspective. And it doesn't matter. I'm mad about I'm mad at God at, for other things now. Like it doesn't matter. God can't do anything right. That's why kind of like what you said earlier, I agree with because I'm the same way as like where God's kind of the victim in the situation is like, God can't do anything right. According to me. Right. In my own walk with God. Right. Like I look at myself from the outside looking in and I'm like, God really can't do anything right. According to me, me, right. I'm in here. I may be in here like preaching. I'm doing quotation marks. I may be in here spreading the good news or the gospel, but how I am in my personal life, God can't do anything right. But you got to be the same there. As you are. That's here. why I said that. That's why I said that earlier. One of my goals was, is that when in the beginning, I felt like I was the same guy. I felt like I was the same guy that came in here every week and I was on fire for God and the guy that you saw here. But right now it's not the case. Like the guy that I am outside is not the same guy that comes in. Well, here. Let's every talk week. about fire just real quick. Okay. When you, when you light a fire, a campfire, what happens? burns bright and i hate camping but okay go ahead stick with the analogy and shut up okay <laughs> you got the fire and it burns me and, and then zach, once once the me once and zach the fuel, are down the road staying at the hilton buddy you can't yeah. okay all you now, want i'm in a camper at the very least <laughs> central sorry, heat there Larry. sorry go ahead with your analogy but have fun with your fire <laughs> we're making it so hard yeah. on larry right now have fun Go on with your analogy. Please. It's the same as your spiritual walk. That's why I'm using it as an example. You have to it. fan it. You have to work on the fire. Well, if you don't add wood to it, then it just turns to embers, and then it eventually dies out. If you don't stoke the fire and you don't add, add logs to it, then you're not going to burn bright. You're going to burn like this dull little ember sitting over in the corner. But a dull little ember can still start a fire. Yeah. Okay? And it can ignite. Ask the Lord when you pray every day, Lord, throw another log on my fire. Lord, I need to be burning bright for you. I don't want to be a candle. I want to be a blaze. I prayed that for three years, dude. Yeah. Wow. Three years. I am a flame. Yeah. I'm not an ember. I'm not a little candle. I'm not going to stay a candle. That's true, man. That is true. I want this for the glory of God. I don't want this for the glory of Larry. So get your flesh out of the way. And let God work through you instead of you doing all the work that God wants you to do. 
Yeah. God will do the work. You just got to get out of the way and let him. And when you do, you hit a level that you start understanding, I've been in my way. I've been in my way. This whole time I've been in my way. I learned that with Darcia. I got out of the way of God so dark, so God could work in Darcia. God could not work in Darcia because I was standing in the way. I was blocking it. Yeah. I use that, they use that example in my head. I know, I know what I got to do, but I mean, it's hard, easier said than done, right? Yeah, just burn bright, Lord. Burn okay. Bright in me. We're late. We're late. We got to get out of here, but guys, here's to another year, right? Yeah. One more year. Congratulations and happy birthday and hippie, hippie, yippee, yippee. <laughs> that Jesus. made me mad too. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus loves you and so do I. Thank you for watching and listening. We're out. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.